You're about to listen to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a mental health and self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I have experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks and Happy New Year everyone. I'm your host Kelly Martin and this is episode 79. Firstly, I'd like, a, like to apologise if I sound a bit different today. I've got a bit of a winter's cold um, and my sinuses are all bunged up, which is kind of ironic considering what this podcast episode is all about. Now today I'm going to talk about how our physical symptoms and pain can be hidden or unexpressed emotional trauma. Around 20 years ago, I went backpacking on my own around Australia. And I was 24 at the time and very shy. I, I was lacking in confidence and I pretty much was seriously insecure with, I had next to zero self-esteem. It was both the best time of my life, but also brought up some challenges I had not fully witnessed in myself until I went traveling. I really loved traveling and seeing the world. Now, prior to traveling, I was a student at university and my life revolved around drinking alcohol, partying and lots of inebriated socializing hangovers and your typical young person activity when at college or uni. I masked my low self-esteem through alcohol and I had a lot of issues that I was not prepared to face back then. Most of them were coming from my insecurities and my past. So when I started backpacking, even though it was terrifying to do it on my own, I soon realised how lonely I was. I never linked it back to my childhood back then, but I really began to feel separate from humankind, an outsider, not really belonging anywhere. I loved the freedom of being on my own. As an introvert, I liked my quiet moments and, and sacred solitude. But when you're backpacking, you have a lot of mingling with other backpackers. You're Life can revolve around living in overcrowded dorm rooms and socialising involves not just a couple of people but often 20 to 30 people from your youth hostel. And to a confident extrovert, this might be a situation that would make them thrive. But for me, it made me want to hide in a hole. Back then, I also started my spiritual journey 
I learned all about Reiki healing and I became a channel for that healing. I also had my eyes open to the bigger purpose of life and the universe. I no longer saw life as simply a distraction through food and booze and other distractions. I wanted to know more about life and myself. However, this made me separate from other backpackers who were more into the hedonistic place of travelling. I've always related to older people, so I did my best to befriend the older backpackers and generally enjoyed myself with those people. But when I went off on my own again and each time I had to settle in a new youth hostel with new people, I found it really hard because I had crippling social anxiety back then and it got to the point when nearing the end of my year's trip, I would pay extra for single rooms and hostels just to get some quiet time with me. Anyway, to cut a long story short, it was while I was on a tour of Uluru, otherwise known as Ayers Rock, with a small group of travellers that I realised how painfully lonely I felt. I was unable to bond or connect with them. Back then, I was still a people pleaser and I was trying to second guess what other people wanted. So I just ended up sitting on the outside looking in. It was not long after my trip to Uluru where we slept in bivy bags. Bivy bags are sort of an open sleeping bag around the campfire that I started to get sinus issues. It is now labelled rhinitis and because I've had it for 20 years it is chronic rhinitis and it's not due to allergens. So fast forward to today, I have been seeing an acupuncturist for several months for this condition. Some days it helps, other days nothing changes. This past week the symptoms intensified and obviously from what I've said at the beginning, it's progressed into a cold virus and before I sleep, I asked myself what was causing this rhinitis and my dreams gave me the answer. I dreamt I was back in my mother's home, my childhood home. My best friend was there, who is suffering from neuralgia right now. And in the dream, he was really tired, which, if you know dreams, all aspects of a dream are you. He didn't want to stay up, he wanted to go to bed. And in the dream, I had forgotten where he had slept last time and what he slept on. And I've been suffering quite a bit of brain fog lately in waking life and finally in the dream I realised he'd been in my old bedroom. The bedroom my parents gave me after I returned from Australia. Now that bedroom, it had felt very much like a prison cell to me after all the freedom of travelling. It had no real window that was see-through and it was a horrible room. And in the dream, he laid down and I went to turn off the light so that he, or rather me, could rest. I noticed a TV was on by his bed. A bit like the televisions that you see in hospitals these days, but it was on a stand. And I tried to switch it off at the power button, but I really struggled to switch the images off. Now, the images were a reflection of my teenage life. I even said to my friend, look, that's totally like my childhood. 
The girl looked in trauma and in deep distress. I eventually found a way to switch off the TV and then I realised I was tired. So I went to my current bedroom in my mother's home, my younger self's childhood room. And there was a child in the bed who apparently we were looking after for a few hours and she had a bald head, she had no hair on her head. It was almost as if she had cancer or leukaemia. But what was interesting was she had a tube going into her nose. I woke up and while half asleep started to think about the the sinus issues, you know, the rhinitis in my nose and realised the increase in symptoms this week were emotional. When I was staying with family at Christmas, my symptoms vanished. Now, even though my family can be hard to take and they're very drama fueled. I must have had this sense of connection of not being alone because when I returned home, my symptoms came back in abundance. I now realise that the rhinitis is two decades worth of loneliness and the grief from the loneliness. The streaming of my nose, the blockages there. In a way, all tears that have been withheld. I knew I felt lonely because I don't see a lot of people, but I had no idea that my nose and sinuses were reflecting the grief and loss to do with a lack of human love and connection. And as I think about this, I was also thinking about how many people get colds in the winter, and is it a simple fact that people are passing the cold virus on? Or is it because people are feeling more isolated or alone and they're passing the loneliness virus on? Are all contagious viruses symptomatic of a larger problem? That we are all connected yet find it a struggle to truly deepen that connection. The virus being an invitation inward where we can find our truest connection. That with source, God, whatever you label it. And then in a way sickness draws us inward. I find that when I have a cold or flu symptoms, my mind tends to be much emptier. It is like I am unable to think or analyse or judge myself harshly. The virus takes hold of my monkey mind and kind of puts it on pause. Sometimes I feel at the beginning of a cold episode how nice it is to have the quiet that the sickness brings, even though I rarely get sick in the conventional sense that sometimes the return to wellness also means a return to a switch back on of the monkey mind. And thinking about this, how much does this relate to other chronic health issues? How many of us suffer because when we are conscious and more aware, the mind feels more painful than the illness itself? All thoughts that I think are worthy of pondering and considering. So, are my sinuses expressing hidden emotional pain? Yes. But now they are no longer hidden. I now know there is a grief and a loneliness because it's being caught inside my ears, nose and throat and perhaps becoming aware is the beginning of clearing a 20-year condition now. Time will tell. 
And I hope this has brought value to you and helps you understand any maybe health conditions you have and perhaps take a look and see if they are protecting you in some way or teaching you something that you may have missed. So thanks for listening to this episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. If you have a question or a topic you are struggling with and you'd like me to answer an upcoming podcast episode, please get in touch. Your name will be confidential. Email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com or message me on Facebook via my page Kelly Martin Speaks. And don't forget, if you feel that others are passing you by and the not good enough voice is screaming loudly, pop by kellymartin.co.uk to find out all about my books, including book one, When Everyone Shines But You. You can also support my channel via my podcast page on my website, kellymartinspeaks.co.uk, via PayPal, or you can buy me a coffee via Kofi. Until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to my podcast, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd really appreciate your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me a review. It helps me be seen and heard by those that need it. You can also follow me on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk where you can read my blogs, find out about my book series and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I'm also all over social media. So search for me via Kelly Martin Speaks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.